0: Good morning. Merry Christmas. It is that time of year. And I know Pastor John was joking last week when he said that I one year I took all the passages. Um, and we were talking after that, and uh, there is, I mean, there's so much um, scripture available for the Christmas um, account, so it is kind of limited, and trying to find um, something new or a new angle um, is always a challenge at times. And so I was just thinking of, and reading, as I was reading over the passages, uh, a word stuck out, joy. Um, And there's several places where joy, rejoice, um, great joy, as as I labeled um, this teaching today, great joy. And so we're going to look at those and look at joy as it um, is seen in the Christmas account. You know, you think of the joy of Christmas, and you know, I—I I believe my mom is uh, listening, and um, you know, I just think back to my childhood, and uh, you know, just you just remember things, and I mean, I can—if I, as I was thinking about it, I mean, I was transpor- transported back in time in my mind, and. It's interesting how we can remember the smells, the the sounds, the um, just the feel of things from the past. And you know, there's there was the the snowman, the plastic snowman with a light bulb lit up hanging on the wall in the kitchen. Um, there was, you know. The cookies, as we just, as Pastor John mentioned, there's always cookies. Um, you know, that those smells, you can just um, go back to them. Um, you know the, you know the, the traditions, like we would have, um, be able to open one present. We could open one present the night before Christmas Eve. Um, just remember the the joy of those times, um, where you know, even the feel of the manger scene. I I can feel that uh, the molding on the manger scene that we had growing up. That was usually on the the round table, this old round table that we my mom still has, um, sitting in the living room. Uh, It's just remembering that joy and then having, now having that joy with my own family, um, being able to, you know, we went out to get the Christmas tree last weekend, Um, just building memories with our own family. We, um, our tradition hasn't been like a usual present, but it's been pajamas every year, for Christmas Eve. Um, But it's building those family memories, those traditions that um, that really build into um, this season. To have that joy of celebrating the birth of our Lord uh, with our families, with our friends, as we... um, Celebrate him as we celebrate Jesus, as he is um, truly that reason for the season, and he is our joy. I found this passage in Isaiah, and it relates to the second coming, um, but I saw it as um, relating to the first coming too, that it, it projects out to the second coming, but we have the reasons in here for the first coming. And so Isaiah 12, it's a short chapter, one through six is um, the whole chapter. And it says, And in that day you will say, O Lord, I will praise you, Though you were angry with me, your anger is turned away and you comfort me. Behold, God is my salvation. And really, really, I mean, that's that's Jesus' name, Yeshua, um, that he is our salvation. I will trust and not be afraid for Yah, the Lord, is my strength and song. He also has become... My salvation, truly, this is why Jesus came this first time. This is our joy, as we'll see later, the joy of our salvation um, that um, that was his purpose that was his his coming. it wasn't to gain. A bunch of followers, it wasn't to gain popularity, but truly it was for the salvation of all who would call on his name, and to know that God's desire is for all to, to do that, to call on his name, that his salvation um, is available and is enough for all. that it didn't stop at the stable, it didn't stop in the manger, but he grew to be a man, the God-man in the flesh, who would go to the cross and die for our sins to provide the salvation um, for that forgiveness of sin and eternal life through his death, burial, and resurrection. Isaiah 12 continues in verse... Three, saying, therefore, with joy, you will draw water from wells of salvation. Uh, that's just a, a really neat verse. Therefore, with joy, you will draw water from wells of salvation. And in that day, you will say, praise the Lord, call upon his name, declare his deeds among the peoples, make mention that his name is exalted. You know, Christmas season gives us kind of a a free reign to express um, His coming and the gospel, the reason for His coming. Uh, Because as Pastor John stated, you know, it's Christmas, Christmas. It's it's acknowledged um, that that is this season. Yes, the world is coming against it, trying to put it down, that it's just the holidays, it's just a, a time for family, but it's more than that. It is our Lord giving up heaven, coming to earth to show us the way, to be the way of salvation that only comes through Jesus Christ. So declare his deeds among the peoples. Make mention that his name is exalted. Verse 5, sing to the Lord, for he has done excellent things. This is known in all the earth. You know, In, in Jesus' ministry, he, his popularity was gained because of the things he did. Um they were excellent. His name was known throughout that region. And now it is truly known around the world. It is known in all the earth. But not all follow him. And so there is much to do in the business of faith, that we would be, as Jesus is the light of the world in us, As we see the lights of Christmas, it should remind us of Jesus' being that light of the world. And through that, that we can be lights for him. That as his light shines through us, the world can see um, the reason that we have that joy. Knowing that that joy isn't from our circumstances. Because circumstances aren't always good. But our joy comes from the Lord and our relationship with him, that our joy would be in Christ and in Christ alone. Cry out and shout, O habitants of Zion, for great is the Holy One of Israel in your midst. So in our midst, I. in a lot of ways, Israel missed it. They, they missed the mark as we all do with the first coming of Jesus. That at his first coming, um, with all the prophecies, with all the knowledge that they had of the scriptures at the time, that they missed it. They missed the Messiah. The religious rulers were so um, focused on themselves and their business. They were no good for The heavenly business for their father's business, and they missed the son. They missed the Messiah who was prophesied to come at a specific time, in a specific place, in a specific nation, under a specific tribe. Just, I mean, just you just go through the prophecies of our Lord, and um, just with his birth, and how he fulfilled those. It just, it's just aw- awesome. It's just awestruck how he, one person fulfilled all that, and his name is Jesus. They, they, he was in their midst. He was truly straight in their midst, and they missed it. They discounted him. They were jealous, and they put him out, and they put him to the cross. But there is always hope. And we know that in the end, Israel and the whole world will recognize Jesus as the Messiah, that he will truly be once again in their midst. But this time, they'll have but no choice but to recognize him as, their, as the Lord, as the Savior of the world. And I was thinking about that for us. You know, we talked about his first coming, that he was in the midst. We talked about his second time, his second coming. He will come and be physically in our midst again. But Matthew 18.20 tells us, For whether two or three are gathered together in my name, I am there in the midst of them. This is Jesus telling us this. No, he is here. There's two or more believers here. And here, Jesus is in our midst. How awesome our God is that he goes with us wherever we are. And we find... In Nehemiah chapter 8, verses 8 to 12. And people often quote this, but it's just part of a verse. So I just wanted to go through the rest of it. And really I want to encourage those who are going through the hard time with these passages from Nehemiah. Um, Because it talks about being in sorrow, but having the joy of the Lord truly is our strength. And so Nehemiah 8 And this is um, just to set the the situation here with Nehemiah in chapter 8. This is just after the reading of the law. And so the people were sorrowful. They were down because they heard the law and they hadn't heard it in a long time. And it convicted them. And so... Nehemiah chapter eight verses eight through twelve says: So they read distinctly from the book in the law of God, and they gave sense and helped them to understand the reading. And so that is, you know, as we teach, that is what we're doing: that we not only read the law, but we help have help each other have that understanding of the reading. And Nehemiah, who was the governor, Ezra the priest and scribe and the Levites, who taught the people, said to all the people, This day is holy to the Lord your God. Do not mourn nor weep. For all the people wept when they heard the words of the law. Then he said to them, Go your way, eat the fat, drink the sweet, and send portions to those for whom nothing is prepared. For this day is holy to the Lord." So they encourage the people to celebrate. And this season, it's a a season of celebration. The season that we celebrate our Lord coming to earth to be that salvation for us, to be that strength. For that next line says, Do not sorrow, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Again, we can draw that strength from our relationship with God, whatever is going on in life, whatever circumstances bring, whatever our emotions are feeling, whatever um, concerns we have, we can go to the Lord and draw, as the verse in Isaiah says, therefore with joy you will draw water from the wells of salvation, that we can have our, our souls watered We can praise the Lord. We can, I mean, all through Isaiah 12, it's talking about singing praise to the Lord. And here in Nehemiah 8, you know, that celebration, we can always celebrate the Lord. Um, I know it can be hard when times are tough, when situations are down. But that joy that the Lord gives us May we have that joy this season. And verse 11 says, So the Levites quieted all the people, saying, Be still, for the day is holy. Do not be grieved. And all the people went their way to eat and drink, to send portions and rejoice greatly, because they understood the words that were declared to him. To send portions, to, to share, to share in that, In that celebration, to be able to provide for others, but also, you know, invite them to come and celebrate, also. Um, Just like next week with the Christmas cookie exchange, right? (laughs) Cookies, always good. All right. So, Kevin, where's the Christmas account? Uh, we haven't even touched on the Christmas account yet. Um, well, here we go. And I'm just going to take some snippets from each, a couple of things. I'm not take the whole thing. You'll have plenty left to take from, John. I'm just going with the joy. So before... Uh, the announcement that Jesus was to be born. There was the announcement for John the Baptist. In Zacharias, his father, we have the account in Luke chapter one, verses thirteen through seventy. I'm just taking a snippet from it. And so, if we remember, Zacharias is serving in the temple, and the angel comes to him in the temple, and announces to him that even in his old age, that he is going to have a child. And Luke 1.13 says, But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zacharias, for your prayer is heard, and your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you shall call his name, and you will have joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth. For he will be great in the sight of the Lord, Lord, and shall drink neither wine nor strong drink. He will also be filled with the Holy Spirit, even in his mother's womb. And he will turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord their God. He will also go before him, meaning Jesus, in spirit and power of Elijah, to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children, and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just, to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. So the first joy that I found surrounding the Christmas account was um, was this, that, that Zacharias will have joy because of the birth of John and that through John... Um, he will go before Jesus um, in the spirit of Elijah, and he'll turn the hearts of the fathers to the children, and many will be glad for his birth. And so we have, you know, the, the, that first joy surrounding John the Baptist and and his part in um, how he would be that herald that forerunner of Christ, of the Messiah, and will declare Jesus as the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. And next we have Elizabeth and Mary. We find this in Luke 1, 43 through 49. And so we know that uh, Mary goes to visit um, Elizabeth and this is part of that account. And so this is Elizabeth speaking in verse 43. It says, But why is this granted to me, that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For indeed, as soon as the voice of your greeting sounded in my ears, the babe leaped in my womb for joy. And so, you know, going back to the passage in. Um, Zechariah hearing about John's birth. It says, he will also be filled with the Holy Spirit, even in his mother's womb. And so here we have John um, he, leaping in, um, in her, his mother's womb at the sound um, of Mary's voice knowing that Mary was carrying Jesus at that time. And so that joy, I mean, John had it even before he was out in the world. He had that joy for Christ as we should have each day. Verse 45, Blessed is she who believed, for there will be fulfillment of those things which are told her from the Lord. So Elizabeth is just, Emphasizing to Mary that all that the angel told you that the, it will be fulfilled. And so Mary says, my soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit has great has rejoiced in God my Savior. So rejoiced is joy over and over for he has regarded the lowly state of his maidservant for behold henceforth all generations will call me blessed. For he who is mighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. And so, before there was, Jesus was born, there was already joy. We have um, the angel telling Zacharias that there'll be joy at the birth of John. John leaping for joy in his mother's womb at the voice of Mary who was carrying Jesus. (coughs) We have Mary rejoicing, having that joy over and over in God. And now, as Jesus is born, we have the angels and the shepherds in Luke 2, 8 through 11. Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And so right before this, we have the account in Luke of Jesus' birth. And so now the angels go and announce it to the shepherds. So here we have the shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. In verse 9, And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were greatly afraid. Then the angels said to them, Do not be afraid, for I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. So we have joy right before the, the birth, and Mary rejoicing over all that God had promised. But here the angels are declaring great joy, because Jesus has been born. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. I know it's it can be difficult at times as we stated that to, to lock into that joy. Things happen in life each day. Um, we can have seasons of times where things just don't feel that joy. But still, we can go to God. We can, we can have a great joy just because of who God is, that Jesus was born, and that he desired that personal relationship with you so much that he would go to the cross, die for us, so that we can have that intimate relationship with God through His grace of salvation poured out on the cross, that we would have through His death, burial, and resurrection forgiveness of sin and everlasting life. You know, we need to remind ourselves of that. Remind ourselves of that joy um, that comes from that salvation remember when you first realized who jesus was and that he had come for you for your sin and you gave your life to him that that joy and if you haven't if you're hearing this and you haven't had that relationship that jesus was born for you he was born for your salvation come to him And the joy of the Lord can be yours also. So after Jesus was born, time passes, and the wise men have traveled to come to see him. In Matthew 2, 9 to 11, it tells us, When they heard the king, they departed, and behold, the star which they had seen in the east went before them. And so this is just after they arrived, they go to Jerusalem, They come before Herod. Herod calls the the scribes and religious leaders to ask the question, where is the Messiah to be born? And they tell him it's Bethlehem. So he sends the wise men to Bethlehem. And here, when they had departed Jerusalem, And behold, the star which they had seen in the east went before them, till it came and stood over where their young child was. So God gave them the directions. Some good GPS with that star. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceedingly great joy. Maybe they had doubts about Herod's sincerity. Maybe they, they didn't know. They, maybe they thought they had gotten it wrong because um, they figured it, would, it should have been Jerusalem where the king was born. But God gave them the direction. And when they saw it, when they saw that star, they rejoiced with exceedingly great joy. And when they had come into the house, they saw the young child, with Mary's mother and fell down and worshiped him and when they opened their treasures they presented him to him gold frankincense and myrrh as we give and receive gifts this christmas may we have the joy of christmas May we have Jesus at the center of it all in our lives, in our gatherings, in our giving and receiving, in our sharing of Christmas cookies, in our dining together with friends and family. May the joy of Christmas be Jesus in our life each and every day. I just want to read through Isaiah 12 once again. And in that day, you will say, O Lord, I will praise you. Though you are angry with me, your anger is turned away, and you comfort me. Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. For Yah, the Lord, is my strength and the song. And He also has become my salvation. Therefore, with joy, you will draw water from the wells of salvation. And in that day, you will say, Praise the Lord, call upon his name, declare his deeds among the peoples, make mention that his name is exalted. Sing to the Lord, for he has done excellent things. This is known in all the earth. Cry out and shout, O inhabitant of Zion, For great is the Holy One of Israel in your midst. As we look back in the first coming of Jesus, we know that he he is here now in our midst. And we look forward to the day that we'll be physically face to face with our Lord, our God, our Savior. We celebrate this season as he came to save one and all. May he be praised in all our days. And may we have that great joy now and forever. As the worship team comes, let's go to prayer. Lord, we thank you that your love, O Lord, is so great that you give us joy, great joy, that we can celebrate this season of your first coming. Your salvation. Your name says it all, Lord. Your name says our salvation. That you came for us, Lord, in the midst of the busyness of, of, of all the gatherings of the the receiving and the giving of presents, the the lights, the just everything that goes in this season, help us to have that joy, that great joy, and not get caught up. But remember, you Lord, at the center of it all. Each and every day. Lord, we pray for those who. We know. This can be a tough time of year. Lord, we pray that you would strengthen them, that you would give them joy, even in sorrow. Lord, may your light shine and illuminate all of our lives that the joy of the Lord is truly our strength. Lord, you are our mighty God who saves. We thank you and we love you that you would come for us, for our salvation. Lord, as we drink from the wells of that salvation, we will never thirst again. We give you praise in all this. Our great joy is you, Jesus. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.